What's going on, everybody? Mark Conway with the Midwest Horror Network. Thank you so much for clicking on this link for the Nightmares podcast. If you do want to hear just the audio version of this podcast, click the Spotify link below. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the Nightmares podcast. I am Mark Conway, along with my usual suspects, Zach and Brandon. Awesome, awesome. Woo! The uh, And our topic is brought to you by our very own Zachary Smith. And I'm going to pass it over to him to uh, talk about what we're talking about today. Talk about what we're talking about because we're talking about it? That is correct. Okay, cool. So today we're talking about... <laughs> that is correct. Today we're talking about the things that piss us off in horror movies. Or just the horror genre in general. So more specifically, tropes and things that frustrate us about the horror genre. Really anything that just pisses you off about the genre. Because we talk about the shit we like all the time. Let's talk about the shit that makes us angry. Because it's always fun to be mad at things, right? Sure, sure. sure. <laughs> the um, I'm feeling the hostility here, Brad. No, this, this was just a trickier topic for me than I thought it was going to be. Um, when Zach told me what the topic was, I told him, "All right, give me a few minutes to see if I can think of anything," uh, because there is always stuff. But of, of course. course, since uh, we only just came up with this topic, what like two hours ago, it's the question was, "Can I think of anything that I can actually talk about?" And I did. And then when I actually went to look up examples for the things that annoyed me, I realized, oh, this is a lot harder for me than I thought it was going to be. Um, because, like, I'm thinking of things that annoy me was easy, but it's finding examples was difficult because I don't really like to dwell on things I don't like longer than I have to. So it's like when I see a movie that I don't like, I'll tell you what i think about it like right then and then the next day i'm just on to something else so it's hard to be inundated with you know just talking specifically about tropes we i mean we've we've made countless jokes about tropes we've every horror fan knows the tropes they've talked about it the things that bug me the most are more trends than tropes ah okay like i I said i can think of a few there the um uh, i can definitely think of a few there the uh, brand. Why don't you? Uh, why don't you go first? I've got a few, um, so we can do it. Like I can go through all of mine, or because I know Zach only has two. I think you said you only had one, so maybe I can do like one or two of mine. Have you guys go, and then we'll circle. Yeah, why the hell not? We'll, we'll see how it goes. Yeah, we'll mix it up. Some I have more to say about others. Some I might find, I might go into and be like, eh, I really don't have as much to say as I thought I would. So. We'll uh, see what happens. Yeah, let, let's see what happens. <laughs> all right. Um, Can't plan everything, folks. All right, so do I want to go by the order that I have it written or just by... Because like, I don't really have them ranked. Brandon, yes. I just want you to speak your mind. Speak my mind. All right, I'll just go with the first one that I have right here, and that's movies that are based on... True stories. <laughs> Did we talk about the, this? Uh, or, 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 or yet, the, okay, so... No, this is specifically movies that really embellish to the point where you're like, this is not a true story. Oh, yeah, yeah, this was part of that trend. Me and Marcus made a joke about this while we were working at the theater. It's just like, you know, feels like every time we go to a movie now, it's just like based on a true story. Bullshit! And then there's the more egregious examples of based on true events. Yeah. Then when they can't even market <laughs> that it's based on a true story because it's so far from what you actually know, they happened. They should really just say fuck all that and just say based on bullshit. 
or based on an exaggerated version of whatever we heard from that one person that one time. Can we please write that and, into a script? Yes. Yeah, and, I, and I'm not talking about things like Text Chainsaw Massacre, because Text Chainsaw Massacre kind of pulls a Fargo, where yeah. Fargo always opens, like the show and the movie opens with, this is a true story, even though it's not a true story. So they're kind of aping that. Probably the one that annoys me the most, and this is the movie that really made me go, I'm done with this is the conjuring 2 i never got a ch- chance to see the part two you know i'm surprised you still haven't seen that movie considering yeah. how much you like praise the first one, the first one. Yeah. i do like the first one. like the, the first one has its embellishments but for the most part it's grounded enough and even the supernatural elements of it could be explained in some extravagant way but still explained but the second one like the whole like last 15 20 minutes of it like that whole showdown with the nun and it's like this huge big battle of good and evil and it's just like no this is (laughs) you you forfeit based on a true story (laughs) this is a superhero movie now no, I wouldn't go that far, but yeah, I feel like from like 2000, to ever, no, ever since Paranormal Activity, they really abuse that based yeah. on a true story tagline with not just horror movies, but just a lot of movies in general. It's like, again, me and Marcus are like, yeah, bullshit. And even recently, and this is a movie that I actually like quite a bit, The Exorcism of Emily Rose, which I watched and researched for our Based on True Stories episode of this podcast and when I actually researched it, I was like, oh, this is not the true story at all. This is something completely different. <laughs> like, they took, like, the premise, and that was it? The, I, think, I think that something that would fix a lot of this like, would them just being, and I know why they do it, because it's marketable, but it would work just as effective if they just said, based on true events... Or not, not based on a true story. Just don't but say ba- anything. Yeah. Or just let the too. movie be the movie. Exactly. I agree. I'm trying to find a middle ground in the market. If anything, strategy. just say based on the story. At least that's, you know. Sure. I say that's more fair, but based on a true story. A true Yeah, events. I don't think. Based on a true story, yeah, because there were demons flying. No! That's not true. If it was true, it, we'd all be losing our fucking minds right now. Oh my god, demons are being. I think we already are. <laughs> the world would be a completely different place if even half of these true story movies were actually <laughs> oh, shit. Like, literally, everything we know about good and evil and life and death would be changing. Either that or the men in basis. black are just that good at their job. <laughs> One of the two. The, uh... Well, the... Now that's a movie. What if all these true stories were actually true? And what we knew about life and death was changing every day. That would be a movie. That would be a movie. It would be terrifying. That would be an interesting movie. I'm in. Somebody wrote the screenplay? Anyways. Alright, alright. What's another one? Um, No. Okay, I'll briefly mention this one. Um, Horror movies are also trying to be comedies, but they don't really succeed at either. Uh, this one I'm only touching on briefly because from my memory searches, there was only one that stands out in my mind. I know what's coming. You know what it is, don't you? <laughs> yeah, I do. It's Go. it. Chapter two. Oh. Um, yeah, th- that that one just tried to undercut every poss- potentially scary moment with a joke. 
with one moment in particular. One of these is, days, we're going to figure out who made the decision to put the Call Me Angel song I know. It's like, And the director's commentary is on the disc. So oh. it's our fault that we haven't listened to the commentary for that scene yet. There are two commentaries we need to listen to, and we've been saying we're going to do it for yeah. at least two fucking years but now. We, we may have... The answer may be in our grasp. We've just <laughs> been too lazy to actually listen to it. But regardless of any answer that comes our way, it didn't work. It really didn't. Did you realize we're going to be incredibly disappointed if we get to the commentary and they just kind of brush over it. <laughs> you can hear Zach in the background. Son of a bitch! <laughs> I would see that as validation for us saying it doesn't work. Uh, fair enough. The, um, um, but I, yeah, it's, I'm with that. Um, I just couldn't think of anything else that fits that gripe that I have. It's like I know they're out there, but I just couldn't think of any. What about that really shitty Bill Murray movie that you and Justin hated? Oh, The Dead Don't Die? Yeah. Um, I don't count that as a comedy. Okay. All right. Yeah. Fair enough. Um, We're moving on. Something else that really bugs me, and I was surprised. And it's, um, so whenever I see a movie, I always rate it on IMDb, and I kind of use that as my database for what I've seen. And I never vote for short films for some reason. Like, it's just something I've never done. I really should now that the advanced searches lets you separate feature films and short films, whereas mm-hmm. back in the day it didn't have that separation. So I should start rating short films. So this is something that I probably see more in independent short films, like made by people who are kind of like at our level. Mm-hmm. Um, so unfortunately, I don't have any examples and i'm in a way i'm kind of glad i don't have any examples because i don't want to bash other independent filmmakers too much but i do have one example but it's and we ex- never do that but it's an example of when this actually worked all right um but that's just i do feel the horror genre is just too referential of itself these days or it's like somebody has to write a movie that's like, oh yeah, I've seen all these movies from the 70s and 80s. Look how knowledgeable I am of all these horror movies I've seen. Yeah, I suppose it gets, it gets a little too it's much. It's not our fault that those were the golden days and we all want to go back to them, even though most of us weren't around back then. <laughs> um, but there is one short film that I saw, and Zach, you saw it with me at the New Jersey Horror Con, and this is an example of references actually done really well and really smart and it's a short called playtime's over where oh, there's yeah. a babysitter who's looking after this little kid and the little kid loves horror movies and the kid basically turns the house like all the rooms in the house into like different traps of the babysitter each one modeled after a different classic horror movie i like that and they actually modeled like the cinematography of each room off of the look of each movie Oh, that's cool. And it was done really well. It was a brilliant short. Yeah. Very great. Yeah, and it was like... And earlier that day, like I was with Zach and Dave, and earlier that day I was even talking about how I feel like horrors is too referential these days. And then that <laughs> played, I was like, all right, that is the exception, not the rule. <laughs> <laughs> Ask the universe and you shall receive, sir. Yeah. And then I will end with the one that does irk me the most and then we can circle back to some other ones for me later if you want yeah um, probably the one that i hate the most too many movies that are reliant on unlikable characters 
like the Friday 13th series is pretty much built upon us not liking the characters. And all right, it has that sort of 80s innocence to it. But then we have a movie called It Comes at Night. This is probably the worst example in recent memory that I can think of, where it's like, I just don't like any of these characters. Um, We're at a plot line that revolves around, what was it, a deadly virus? The human race was like on the brink, essentially, in this movie's story, right? But it's like, these people are so terrible, I, I don't care. There's a family that lives in like a bunker or house or something, I don't care. I saw the movie once, but basically, I don't care if any of these people survive. Um, the father, who is the only person with the key to the door, and basically there's like, everybody was just such an arsehole in this movie. <laughs> okay. I'm just like, let them die. See this? You know what the... And, and I, 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 here's the thing. Again, this is a movie where literally... Nothing happens. Nothing, nothing happens. is nothing happens and nothing is explained. And I can forgive unlikable characters if they're interesting. I was just about to say um, that. probably one of the best examples in my lifetime is There Will Be Blood, following Daniel Day Lewis's character in that movie. He is a despicable person, one of the worst people ever written in fiction, arguably. But he is fascinating. The choices he makes, the reasons why he makes those choices, the line of work he does, his background, the way he presents himself, just everything about that character is interesting. And it's like you love to hate him. Whereas I'm talking about characters where it's just like, I do not know why I'm watching this movie. What am I supposed to get out of from watching this movie? Um, That was always my rule of movies. Do I give a shit? Yeah. And and not to go slightly off topic, but that's the reason why I had such a huge problem with um, American Hustle. Because I didn't give a yeah. fuck and then about it's, anything that was happening. That's probably also why I'm kind of just mixed on the Friday 13th series. There are some that I really like, like Part 6. Uh, that one probably has the best characters of the entire series, arguably. Um Tommy Jarvis really takes it in that yeah. one. And that's also because you've had time to grow with this character. Yeah. He's the only character you've had time to and grow with in the series. Um, and they use that to it's, to that movie's yeah. advantage. But then uh, Tommy Jarvis is also in part five where you don't care about any of them. Okay, now here's but the also thi- that movie has the issue of there are just too many characters. So here's the thing I want to say about the Friday the 13th series. You know... Yeah, most of the characters are unlikable, but you follow that series because of Jason. Jason is the character you like, you follow, and you want to see kill. He's it, been it in does every kind of fall into that Tales from the Crypt EC Comics morality thing a little bit. Yeah, but not it, too much, but and this a, is, enough so that it doesn't bother me. But it's a good starting point for. It, it's not. It, I don't hate the series because of that, but I feel like it's a series that, because a lot of people have tried to copy off of it, they don't understand why the series works, and that's why we end up with so many horror movies that do have terrible characters that are unlikable, and I don't care. Yeah, and I agree. But also, I think this is part of the reason why I dislike Five so much for the most part, is because it's not even fucking Jason! That's honestly why I like the first Nightmare more than I like the first Friday the 13th. 
because because they're both they both have great villains for sure. But there's more interesting fucking characters in Nightmare than there are in Friday the Thirteenth. And here's the thing: for the longest time, I did prefer Nightmare on Elm Street over Friday the Thirteenth. But over the years, Friday the Thirteenth has just grown on me more and more. And I th- are you talking about the series or just the first ones? Uh, I just the, use- the series. When I talk about them, I talk about the series as a whole. All right, Mark's talking about just the first. Ones. I just I just use that yeah. as, a, as a jumping off but, point just uh, to compare apples to apples. That's I I got gotcha. you. But one of the things that I like about each series is one, you have really you have creative characters, and two, they have the some of the most creative kills in all of horror movie history. Like, Freddy has a lot of creative kills, but Jason, he just goes to town with whatever he has at his disposal, and he gets really fucking creative. You don't get that with Michael. Or Chucky, you get a handful of things. Um, yeah, and that's just something that really I fucking love, so. And I think and I think a lot of times people forgive those tropes of unlikable characters as long as the villain is doing something interesting or the villain is interesting well, in themselves. Well, it comes at night. We are our own villains. No, it comes uh, at night. There are no villains. Nothing happens. Everything just sucks because the movie doesn't have a fucking story. And, and I think, and I think that's where people get lost with horror. Is you need to have either a interesting characters or b an interesting villain, um, or c an interesting story or d all of the above. Yeah. yeah. The I mean, um, if, if you're, especially if you're losing. And I think the one thing you cannot survive without, and you can kind of get away with a lot of other shit. Like, say for instance, like Leprechaun in the Hood. It's a fucking terrible movie with terrible characters in it, but I watch it because the Leprechaun is so fucking funny. Yeah, you're funny. watching it because of the Leprechaun, Correct. and not only that, you're watching it because of how fucking ridiculous the situation well, is. Well, Leprechaun in the Hood is not a movie you watch because it's a good movie. I, you watch it because it's ridiculous. And also, too. You watch every, it because you have a Guinness in your hand and you're having a good time. They, I, I did, um, I did, I did, or Schmittix, your choice. I, I did just the same. Yep. So, those are the main ones I wanted to hit. Um, if we have enough time after you two go, I might touch on a few more. Um, but other than that, Marker Zach, it's the table's yours. The, um, I'll go with mine. Because I, uh, I, I have one in particular. I, I was giving this a lot of thought, and, uh, and I can talk about the, the regular tropes and. Things like that. But the one that I think everybody doesn't really talk about, though, and I've only seen it done correctly one time, um, and once again, it was a recommendation by Brandon um, uh, that it, uh, that he did, um, and it was a good recommendation, The um, is lack of consequences. The um, Often in horror, and one thing that bothers me, and I know it, for some people it's just going to be like, what the fuck is the point of that? Is, is often, almost always, no actual consequences. There's no emotional gravitas to people being brutally murdered and mass majority of people murdered. You don't see the funerals. You don't see the investigations. You don't see the distraught of families that are, I mean, like, it, it, there's, I mean, and, and this, it's kind of a weird battle because, <laughs> because we enjoy seeing these deaths, but also at the same point, the um, uh, you know, we also live in the real world where we know that if people that we know and love were brutally murdered, we would want to see some kind of retribution, some kind of investigation, a funeral, time to grieve, and everything else. So it's it, it's a weird war um, that I have with myself on on horror movies, but it is a trope that I often see a lot. The um, when it comes to not having any consequences, the cops don't don't ever show up after somebody gets murdered. Like, and I, and I think, and, and, and the funny thing is, I discovered this trope, and I discovered how much it bothered me watching Scream 4. 
Um, the um, in Scream 4, the, uh, um, the whole tragedy that happened in the first one, anything else was... It was kind of turned into like a big joke and like a kind of a local celebration in Scream 4. So Dewey did say one line, you know, the uh, one generation's tragedy is another generation's joke. But that's like kind of all he said. And the funny thing was, I was like, what a perfect opportunity for him to talk about how his sister was brutally murdered um, in that tragedy. And how that still affects him. And, you know, and this would have been a perfect opportunity for to show how fucking personal... It is for him that people make that a joke because he his sister is no longer alive because of Stu and Bill um, and because of this whole ghost face phenomenon that has happened. And they've turned that into in a bunch of movies and everything else. Like it was a perfect opportunity to make it personal about that. And it would have done wonders for the character to make it even better. And they didn't. And it always something that really stuck with me. And the more I watched horror movies, the more it fucking bothered me. They, there were no consequences. And, you know, we floated, you know, ideas and pitches for, for scripts here and there, you know, about, you know, dealing with consequences. And and when we were talking about it, you know, Brandon said, well, hey, Mark, I got a recommendation for you. Um, go and watch the uh, the MTV Scream series. And I'm like, I'm sorry, did you just recommend an MTV show to me? And he's like, yep, I just did. Because it's pretty fucking great. <laughs> the, um... Uh, and I'm like, oh, I don't know about that. It's MTV. And he's like, well, besides like the occasional like popular music choice that yeah, they use. It does ha- suffer from MTV-ness every so often. Like when I watched it, like I watched it a mix between TV as it aired. And whenever I would miss an episode, I just watch it on their streaming uh, right off of their website. And... It's like every time a song would hap- would would appear in the movie in the show, like this little lower third graphic would pop up and be like, "You're listening to such and <laughs> you such." You've gotta be oh, fucking kidding me! And no, it's like you are not, and especially when it's like a song playing when it's like there's a character who's grieving over somebody who just died. It totally kills the moment when that little graphic comes up, dude, or even a romantic moment or anything like it. Just, it, it does fucking ruin it. I bet the people who are making that show, it's like the producer's like, no, you gotta put that in, but it's gonna kill the fucking tone. Dude, we got a motherfucking quota from MTV. We gotta need to literally put like three popular songs in this, otherwise we're not getting the money. They put up the money. (laughs) Dude, and that's that's their only request? Sorry. I can literally see the graphics guy putting it in, it's just like, this is fucking stupid <laughs> no Jack that's just you saying that no I think it's just me but no that shit happens a lot more often than you think the I'm pretty sure every post-production person secretly hates themselves probably <laughs> Zach do you have any insight on that fuck you <laughs> he agrees I rest my case so um uh, so scream the series and just to give a little little bit of a, a tidbit to it it's it's very you know it has a Similar thread to um, to the movies, um, but it is a completely new story. Um, a killer starts killing uh, several teenagers in the town, but it breaks it up over the course of a series. And it's kind of cool because there's a, there's actually several police investigations. The cops show up to people's houses to and to investigate. Like you see the cops portion. The lead girl's mom is the city morgue um, official, so she. Has to deal with t- cleaning up all the bodies. You know 
how how caught up are you on the show? Have you gone through I did season not, two? I did not finish season two. The, uh, but have you started season two? I have started season two. At least halfway, roughly? I don't remember, man. I, I really don't. Okay, so season two squash is a trope that's always bugged me. And that's like whenever in a movie, and this is more than just horror, but whenever like there's a group of kids and something happens and they explain it to the police and the police automatically don't believe them because they're kids. <laughs> Whereas in season two, I forget, like something happens at the school the girl and the girl explains it to the new uh, police chief and the police chief is like, yeah, that actually makes sense. I'll look into that. <laughs> the, you um, see the look on Brandon's face. It's just like, huh? And, 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 and actually, dude, and, and, and this one more trope, the cops are pretty, are actually fucking smart in them and they actually do their fucking job. Yeah. They severely fuck up on a lot of things, but it's, realistic fuck-ups that could, in fact, happen to anyone. It's realistic human error. Correct. 100%. The, um, <clears throat> and there's a lot more reality going on. And I don't know, and it's funny, I don't know who made that, you know, that was a very conscious choice on their part. There was no, you know, there wasn't an accidental thing. Like, they made it very specific. And then also, too, you see all the funerals. They have, a, like, a candlelit vigil for, for one of the things, and you see... The grief that gets stricken over this town. I mean, and don't get me wrong; it's not a drama, you know, by any means. It's it's still very much a horror series, but it has very dramatic moments, and it's how people are dealing with all this shit. And actually, the the one character who's the Randy character, like, kind of breaks it down about how horror could be in a series, and you know, like, you, you got to break down the rest of the drama and how people are living their lives is the jock going to ask out the cheerleader and like there's more going on than just this horror uh thing that's going on and i think that i wish more horror movies would take that sensibility from it and to realize that there's another world being you know being lived um sometimes horror gets too far away from reality um, even when it's based on a true story, the um, it gets too fucking far away from reality. You got to take it back. And I'm not saying you have to be overly meta, the um, but you got to have some kind of basis in reality. And I think sometimes it gets a little too, you know, fuck the laws of physics and everything else around. Um, uh, Jay Cooper's three. Um, I, the uh, and I uh, I may be mentioning that in another topic later. <laughs> the uh, but I think that that's yeah that's something that always pissed me off is sometimes the logistics of it and the reality of it that you know like where the fuck are the cops and where the you know where the hell is this you know why aren't people grieving about you know their murdered family member they just shake it off like eh, you know whatever I don't really care for them anyway. The um, but yeah, that was one of those tropes that always bothered me, and I, I don't see anywhere near amount of people, with the exception of our little friend group, talk about it. So it's definitely something I wanted to bring to uh, to this podcast. But uh, I want to I want to hear from Zach because Zach did choose this, so I'm very curious what ha- what Zachary has to say. Okay, so I got two main ones, and I'll start with my first one because this one has probably annoyed me the longest. And that is when a movie doesn't commit to showing blood, gore, or tits. And the reason I thought of this one was because when we were talking with uh, Poltergeist last week, and we mentioned that one movie we watched last year, (laughs) uh, the the fucking uh, one we picked up at a bargain bin or whatever, Wes has the DVD now. Yeah, The entire movie, shit's happening, but it's not committing to anything. There's like little to no blood. You have women getting in bikinis and stuff like that, and you it's like, we're going to show... No, you don't show anything. And, and they're having pillow fights. So it's like, I, what, I'm gonna go into, what are you doing here? I'm going to go in a little more detail. I'm gonna, 
and give our audience a little more context on what the movie actually is. And then I think they'll understand more what Zach's gripe is about. Fair enough. Um, so basically the plot is there's this girl, high school girl, who was like somehow involved with her teacher. I think she might have had a crush on him or he had a crush on her. Or maybe they had a thing or they maybe they had a temporary thing with each other. I forget the exact context. But essentially, teacher wants to go after this high school girl. High school girl is having a slumber party with her friends. Um, it's basically like a PG version of Slumber Party Massacre now that I'm saying this out loud. And so it's... And meanwhile, you have these two boys who are trying to spy on the slumber party, which those two boys are the best part of the movie because they're the only actors who seem to have actually discussed, this is what the tone of the movie feels like to us. So we're actually going to commit to what we think the tone of this movie is. And then you have another girl's boyfriend who keeps constantly trying to show up as well. Yeah. He's a jock or but something. It's like, other than those two boys, nobody seemed to act like that they were in the same movie. Um but yeah, and to give you an idea of what kind of movie this is, and I, I can't find it on IMDb because it's not listed as Teacher's Day on IMDb. It's not even listed as one of the old... Like, I, I wish I could remember what title is listed as, so if you want to look it up, you can actually look it up for yourself. Um, but anyway, on the IMDb trivia for it, it says all of the underwear featured in this movie was bought at a dollar store. And that should tell you everything you need to know about this movie. <laughs> it's like, what the fuck? That is fantastic. But yeah, again, the most like annoying thing though is there was like no gore. So so like, met- there, you have like these okay deaths, and they look like they should be bloody and stuff, and it's what they want to do, but they're not showing yeah, it, it. It doesn't commit to any kind of gore. It kind of try like with those two boys spying on them. It's like trying to be like one of those nineteen eighties titty comedies, but it doesn't even commit to that. Yeah, which, like it, it, it's like it's trying to be a throwback to all these different things, but it's a much more watered down version. It's like that episode of Malcolm in the Middle when Hal's like, "We just gotta, you know, stretch our funds as much as we can." As he's watering down a bottle of apple juice and Lois says to him there's no more juice in that bottle you are watering down water that is teacher's day you know the crazy part is too is is that especially with the nudity itself so like I understand if you were like trying to peg into a PG-13 rating but there were there were two scenes with with actual tits and actual nudity that, but they were like I think so. There were there no, were I like think... there were two specific shots with actual nudity within them. But the rest I do of not but the rest that. of the movie, it's like they didn't pay. They only could pay one actress to actually be nude, and they could only pay the rest of them to be in in their underwear. Like that, like you can tell, like where the budget, like we'll pay her a little bit more so she can get naked in one scene, and then the rest of them and everything else will pay them just enough so they can be in their underwear. Like Look, it kind of got to that point. Either way. You don't have a good story, you don't have good characters, you don't have good anything, and you don't provide the gore or the tits. What the fuck am I here for? The, uh, you don't have anything in your movie. The movie is just trash and it's not even funny. If it wasn't for the fact that we were all partially drunk, we would have had a terrible time. Well, most of us. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the, uh, I was sober. 
The uh, I, I know he was very, coked out on Mountain Dew, so I, I don't know if that very, counts. Very, very sober and very aware of everything that was happening in that movie. I'm sorry. The, Thank you. <laughs> the, yeah. Um. Another movie that comes to mind with that is It Chapter Two. Surprisingly enough. Yay. Yeah. No, and it's specifically so in the first It, you see Pennywise eat the boy's arm off. When I saw that, I'm like, okay, this movie's gonna be fucking amazing, and it was. In the second movie, you don't really see him kill that little girl, and I was pissed off about that. It was a quick cutaway. I'm like, what the fuck was that? So yeah, just not committing to gore or just that R rating. Just if, if you're not committing to that, then, well, fuck you. Okay, and then this is a trope that has been happening for, I would say, at least maybe five, maybe six years now. And that is Before the... Before you go into this, I gave you some homework this topic and i have an answer for it but it's probably okay. not going to satisfy you uh, at least you tried yeah the fact that you tried i am touched <laughs> yeah what mark said so yeah um the latest trope i hate now is these fucking spew of a24 quote-unquote horror movies that aren't horror movies they're just somebody put a camera down scored a soundtrack hit record, and then decided, don't press cut until this soundtrack starts playing. Stops playing, because that's what truly matters. We don't care about the story. We don't care about the visuals. In fact, we don't care about anything. Fuck you! Alright, this is the one time I'm gonna let him go. I didn't I didn't say a word. I, 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 if, like, if this... oh my god. Midsummer, what happens? Nothing. It Never comes at night. Nothing. Yeah, uh, the witch, nothing. Hated Literally, nothing happens. Whatever. Nothing happens! You know, what the fuck was that movie Hereditary? The only thing that happened in that movie that was funny was the little girl got her head just fucking knocked off by a car light or something. I don't remember. I was drunk when I watched it. Either way, nothing happens! Why are these movies so popular? Someone explain to me! Explain to me the story of one of those A24 movies, Brandon. And it comes at night. Somebody, Mark, explain to me the story of one of the A twenty four horror movies that I mentioned. I I can't. They uh, it's people impossible. argue about who left the door open for ninety minutes. That's it comes at night. <laughs> the uh, this is the one time that I'm gonna I was gonna allow you to go ape shit on A twenty four because I knew it was coming. I had a, I had a like a, like a like a twinge in the back it's, of my head. I just, nothing happens. Nothing fucking happens and these movies are praised like they're the second coming of jesus christ himself now, zach, zach what movie what example did you find that is not an a24 movie but fits the a24 mold that's the homework i gave you so this movie about rabbits it wasn't a horror movie i don't know it was a queen of england or some shit like that it came out last year marcus liked it i don't know the problem is there's not too many horror movies that try to copy the A24 formula, at least not that I've seen. I think Hansel and Gretel might be one of them, but I didn't have the patience to watch that movie, so I can't say anything about it. But, yeah. I, I, I'm sorry. Explain that movie what, again? What movie? <laughs> what movie? Okay. The fuck are you talking about? I'm some rabbits in the Queen of England? Some bullshit? I think... Mark and I just completely like, missed like everything Zach just said. I'm trying to explain a fucking movie. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, I must have 
food at one time. It was, you know, it was, it was about a fucking okay. rampant in the Queen of England. Actually, no. This, Some bullshit. Actually, no. This probably was 2018 because I was still working at Cinemark. I think. I have no fucking idea. Um, there was this movie that came out, Queen of England, and had that one girl from um, the, the the Calling of a Bird, or I don't know, and Calling yeah, of a Bird. Yeah, there there was something about maybe Queen or royalty. It, it's something that took place in the olden days, and there were rabbits. I don't know. It was really stupid. It looked pretentious as all hell. Every time I did a theater check on it, I just got mad, and it was just like, fuck you. I'm, I'm so confused. <laughs> like, the, the, like, I think that might be the most Chicagoan thing I've heard all fucking day. Because <laughs> <laughs> they one movie Name that one time. That thing that, what? Name somebody who was in this movie? Yeah, that one fucking girl from the Lady Bird movie. I, I don't know. There was also... I. I don't know who the hell... The Saoirse Ronan? Is that her name? I don't fucking know what the, her name the is. The teenage girl. Yeah, sure. Okay. Yeah, she was in it... Again, it, uh, she was maybe the queen of England. Not queen. Maybe she was like a helper. I don't know. Either way. Is it Mary, queen of Scots? Let me see the. Let me see it. No, it's not that one. Okay. Yeah, I, I think it was further back than that it's one. That, it's not Little Women, is it? No. She was in Little Women? Yeah, she was in Little Women. Uh, who theater. cares about that movie? No, it wasn't that one. It was um, when you were at the theater? Yeah, so probably 2018. More towards the end, I would say. Was it The Seagull? Seagull? The fuck's the seagull? No, that ain't it. Uh, those are the Mary Queen of Scots and the Seagull, the only two movies she was in in 2018. Maybe I'm thinking of a different actress then. Uh, maybe you are. Look, I don't know. There were rabbits in it. It was no, stupid, and I, I didn't care. I, I I need to know what this is. Call Marcus. He'll know. <laughs> He's the only one who's gonna know. It wasn't. It wasn't the, that movie in 2015, Brooklyn. No, 2015. I no. This that's way before. Yeah, so. I'm, running, I'm running out of movies. To, yeah, I uh, I have no to, idea. I'm, I'm All out. I know is it annoyed the ever loving hell out of me. Can you think of anybody else that was in it? Uh, I know her by face, but I have no idea what the hell her name is. What was she in? I can't remember right now because that's how bad my brain is right now. <laughs> the uh, Jesus, like I, I, you know, I, this is really gonna bug me. But yeah, A24 has spawned movies that just feel like we don't need to have a story. We just need to put the camera down, do some cinema of photography, get a nice soundtrack, let it play out, and then the independent hipster crowd will say, it's a masterpiece. But then when you ask them, what's the story and what do they like about it, they'll be speechless because they don't know what the fuck they're saying. They just like it because it's cool to like it. They, you know what? And that's how you can check somebody's legitimacy. When, you, when they say that they like something and you say... Why? The thing that sucks is that's like half my fucking film friends, which I still love y'all, but still. The, uh, you know. Love is a very strong word, Zach. Look, the, Marcus uh, is know, great. Me and him a, argue about this, this all the time. something about a rabbit, you know? This <laughs> is about the queen. I, I need to know. <laughs> Dude, he's gonna be like up all night. Be like, what the fuck is that movie? You're gonna hear yelling in here. You're gonna knock at the door at three in the morning. What was the movie? Tell me. I'm gonna fax him a fucking script. What does it say? (laughs) Oh my god. uh, God, Scream 3 is a fucking dumpster fire. I fucking love Scream 3. I'm a a massive Scream fan. It was a fucking dumpster fire. The oh uh, my! But yeah, that's uh, what happens when Kevin Williams in it. Yeah, I I I hate. I'm just gonna Google movie with <laughs> Queen and rabbits. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? 
because this podcast turned into. Dude, I'm gonna have to put in the title. But that actually comes up. <laughs> Wait, really? Movie with Queen and Rabbit. Please click it. Click it. Is it the favorite? Maybe. Wait, actually, yeah, I think it might be. Yup. <laughs> uh, what the name of this movie again? The favorite. What year was that? Uh, 2018. Yeah, that's it. It's with uh, Emma Stone and Rachel Vice. Emma Stone, that's it. Really? You confuse her and Emma Stone? What's the matter with you? I guess so. You're not allowed to talk anymore. <laughs> Whoops. Look, the other girl's been in a lot of A24 movies. That's kind of why I probably just assumed it was her. Dude, I like I didn't even hear about this movie. It's because it was shit. The uh wow, this is what a holy fuck, man. Didn't we have a, like an hour discussion about getting off topic <laughs> in our podcast? Sorry, ladies and gentlemen, we're not very good at this. Where do you get horror from that? No, okay, so here's what I'm saying. The A24 horror movie, like, those style, it hasn't bled over. Like, nobody but A24 is doing that shit in the horror genre right now. But that doesn't mean that it hasn't bled over into other fucking genres. Because it has. And that's my example. It hasn't made it to horror yet. I'm sure some asshole's gonna start doing it sooner or later. I'm sure there are examples out there. We just haven't seen them. Yeah, because they're... Or just haven't had the time to actually look into it and be like, oh yeah, that movie. No, it's because the movie sucks He's not famous, so people will actually say it sucks, and just, yes. Squirrels. The, uh... I don't know, my uh, head hurts. Uh, this is, like, the one time he's allowed to say this. I know I, I just said that, but, um, uh, Is he done? I, I, I guess. Are the, you done? Uh, I don't know. I still hate everything. The, uh, do, do you want to lighten things up with a couple more of my topics? Or my picks, I should say? Let's do a couple more of my picks. Uh, Let's go else? to the cool side of the pillow. <laughs> the, um, uh, I, I think um, was uh, was Mother A twenty four as well. No, no. yeah, that's a good it, one. Kind of, I, and by good one, I mean a good example. No, it, it a is a good movie. example. But here's the thing: I didn't hate that movie. I respected how because I respected what it tried to do, and it actually had a fucking story. How my do I biggest, hate that movie more than you? Look, my biggest gripe with A24 movies for the most part is that they don't have a fucking story and everybody tries to claim like it's the, they're the greatest stories in the world. There's no fucking story. Shut up. But Mother, it had a story. It was buried in a lot of details and it was very experimental. It's not a movie for me. But again, I respected what it did and I understood what it was trying to do and I think it did a good job. It's just not for me. Fair enough. The, um, fair enough. The, um, I, I no. <laughs> yes. <laughs> again, I, I, I'm I, not going to be one of those assholes. Just re, re, re. No, no. Again, A24. Fuck you. If you're actually going to do it right, then do it <laughs> fucking right. The, uh, I, I wonder if one of these days they actually make a good movie and, and he just, he hates them so much. You can't even admit it. The, uh, I admit Ex Machina was good and The Disaster Artist was good, even though A24 had little to do with that one. Everybody had their finger in that pot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And Ex Machina could have been released by anybody. It didn't matter. The um, uh, It would have been a good movie no matter what. So They did also do Spring Breakers. We don't All talk right. about that one. I actually like Spring Breakers. Get the out. fuck is a Spring Breakers? You know what? Never mind. Don't care. It's A24. Because I liked I, James Franco being weird was entertaining to me. James Franco is almost weird in all of his movies. You get movies. James just Franco being weird enough. in The Disaster Artist. The, uh, I, he fucks a belly button. 
Yeah, I saw it when it was originally done. Thank you. <laughs> no, that was actual Tommy Wiseau. Oh God! All right, let's we go. Got in, let's let's go to some of my secondary picks here. Please, we're going to end on something more <laughs> lighthearted. Uh, or besides the the Queen of England and the rabbits. That was uh, <laughs> that was anticlimactic. Um, I'm going to put hashtag like, rabbits in the description. <laughs> We're gonna get so many pissed off people from from like rabbit forums and shit. <laughs> the why fuck is this doing here? Why the hell does this guy hate rabbits so fucking much? All right, all right. So something else that bugs me are uh, messy timelines. One of these days you're gonna we're gonna have to make so, it on you explaining the timeline. Yeah, of Texas Chainsaw. Um, yeah. Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Literally every sequel restarts the timeline from the first movie. <laughs> Um, so Brendan explaining explaining the timeline is going to look like Charlie Day uh, with his little uh, um, uh, cork board trying to explain. Well, he's the in timeline. the mailroom at that one firm. Yes. Um, Halloween is also pretty messed up. We go. We can go one, two, three is its own thing over here. Four, five, six, and then depending on who you ask, you can go either straight to seven. Or you can go one, two, skip everything else, go to seven, then eight, then you have the two Rob Zombie remakes, then you have the new Halloween, which is called Halloween, and that just goes first one to that one. You have three Halloween twos and three Um, Halloween ones. And then Zach recently went over how messed up Friday 13th is basically 30 years of the 80s. Seriously, when you think about it, it truly is. So the first one takes place in the 80s. Second one takes place in the 80s. And that's five years after the first one, if I remember correctly. Yep. The third one also takes place in the 80s, but that's a few Although days later. Although the first one takes place in 79. Oh, I'm sorry. I mean, that, 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 you, one year off. Yeah, okay. Who really cares so either way, point. two, three, and four are all like five days apart. So those are all in the 80s. Then you have part five, which is like ten years, like six or seven years later. <laughs> yeah. Still in the 80s. Then you have part six, which is supposed to be technically another like five or so years later. We're still in the 80s. Part seven, even further into the future, like at least 10 years or so. We're still in the 80s. You have part eight, which can be a year, two years, three years for all we know. We're still in the 80s. Then you have part nine. We can say 90s, but fuck it. We're going to just say 80s because there's no clear definition of time in that one. And then you have part 10, which is like a thousand fucking years in the future. And we're finally out of the 80s. Now we're in the 3080s. And they killed the franchise. Kind of. Honestly, the only time where we're not in the 80s is technically part one and Freddy vs. Jason, which is just 2003 or four. One of the three. New Nightmare is still in the 80s? Oh, well, I'm st- New Nightmare, New Nightmare is, is Nightmare Friday- on Elm Street, not Friday oh, yeah. 13. Oh, sorry. Like, wait a minute. Hey, and what? New Nightmare is 1994, because it takes place in our world. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, that's right. Exactly. And then the remake was 2010, but still. Uh, but those early 2000, eh, 2000 remakes, it was something. Hey, um, but then a recent movie that really irks me on its timeline, Jeepers Creepers 3. Um, saw that in the theater hadn't seen the first two in a little bit since watching it in theater and i was like this this feels like it does not match up recently mark was 
yeah. Mark and got me the Blu-ray for my birthday. The uh, and I with a nice little sticky note that that says "Happy Birthday, buddy! Enjoy!" LOL. So I actually watched all three: what Jeepers Creepers, Jeepers Creepers Two, Jeepers Creepers Three. All right. Timeline-wise, it goes one, three, two, but I watch in release order, so obviously I went one, two, three. Um, and in watching it directly after the first two, it is so much worse. <laughs> um, yeah, like the, the big thing that really made me mad, and I forgot about this, and it made me mad in the theater too, but since seeing the theater, I forgot about it until I watched it when you got me the Blu-ray, and that is the kid at the end gets on the bus that's in the second movie. The kid that went through that entire plot of Jeepers Creepers 3 gets on the bus that gets attacked by the Creeper just a couple days later in Jeepers Creepers 2. What? Exactly. You didn't realize? Wait, did you watch the I, movie? Oh, I haven't seen Jeepers Creepers 3 yet. Good job, Brandon. You spoiled the uh, movie. Yeah, like I'm going to watch that. You they, are uh... going to watch it, motherfucker. You know it. You bought it. You're watching it. Probably. Um, and we're going to watch it with him so we can make him suffer. I'm not watching it a third time. Yes, you are. <laughs> third time's the charm, buddy. No, it isn't. Um, we'll get you some insomnia cookies and give you a little pat on the head. So, yeah. So, that movie just completely wrecks its timeline. Um, and what makes that one a little more worrisome than some of these other examples I mentioned is the Jeepers Creepers movies are all written and directed by one guy. Yep. So, it's like this one guy can't even get his own timeline right well yeah that's fucking stupid yeah like friday, friday the 13th like literally every movie other than two and three every movie is directed by somebody else um probably written by somebody else each time um i can't think of off the, like i like i know <clears throat> i know steve Miner is the only person to direct more than one yeah i can't think of if anybody was ever I, allowed to write yeah, I'm not 100% sure <laughs> honestly the most consistent thing was the composer yeah and it's like those movies like there are things like 80 slasher movies just get them out just get just get the next one out so we can make money um, so it's like you have a new creative team each time all right um, it's ridiculous how loose the continuity is but all right however cheapest creepers like I said all one guy yeah. And it's only three movies. And it's only three movies. Right, they're like ten years apart, I think, but still. There really isn't any kind of excuse for you to fuck up no, that there badly. Is. And it's like, Mark, when you finally see it, you're going to be like, what the fuck happened? Yeah. And then I kind of gla- I, I kind of forgot to mention this earlier when I said uh, horror, I think, is too referential. And I mentioned how with that, trend i feel like that goes a lot of short films made by independent filmmakers like us and one thing specifically that irks me from that is ever since grindhouse came out i feel like every year either posted online or at a film festival i see at least 50 hundred shorts that put on the fake grain and the fake scratches and the fake missing reels and all that um you know it's funny you say that i feel like i never see that Wow. Yeah. Like, I feel like I, I feel like I can't escape it. 
No. I would say the whole 80s binge is probably something I see a hell of a lot yeah, more. Yeah, that one's in there too. Yeah, uh, but the Grindhouse one, I see very few and far between. Yeah, the 80s fetish. I mean, there are a few that have done it well. I really like Summer of 84, but that one doesn't try to rub your face in the 80s. That one's more like a movie that happens to take place in 1984 as opposed to a movie where it's like, here's some nostalgia that I'm just going to rub in your nose. Um, Remember... No, I was going 90s. I was about to say Capri Sun. I'm like, wait, that's 90s. Dude, good old-fashioned 80s chloroform. Just, just yeah, breathe it I in. Mean, breathe the, it guest, in. the guest, it's not a horror movie, but it's you'll see it on a lot of horror message boards and such. That one also has an 80s tone, and I feel like that one works really well. Um, but one from recent memory that just doesn't work for me is a movie called Beyond the Gates, which is about like one of those old 1980s like vcr board games and it is just drenched in the 80s aesthetic and the aesthetic is cool nothing happens in the movie so it's an a24 80 style movie oh yeah Yeah. that aesthetic (laughs) yeah that one oh yeah yeah, it it tries to be like a horror night it tries to be like a 1980s horror jumanji basically so like what is it's like a neon like kind of look to it that yeah that yeah, neon porn neon horror okay yeah it's I said neon porn oh, no, oh I was oh, about okay. to say neon horror neon porn I'm pretty sure there's not much of a difference <laughs> <No>. <laughs> I'm not wrong here you're not the uh, yeah that's yeah that checks out one of even two, it follows didn't do it for me yeah again I don't know why you didn't like it follows. It Follows was a fun movie, and it had an... Maybe it's because the movie had something new to me. Demonic STDs. I'm like, that sounds hilarious and awesome. I'm gonna watch this. That was fun. Thank as, you. As I told Poltergeist last week, watch Night of Something Strange. It's very fun, and you're, you're gonna see some stuff. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> One of these days. That's that's what he said right then, before we watched Terror Firmer. <laughs> the sort of... Like, I, I have... One more, I'm going to say I have one and a half more on my list that I'll just go over real quick. Uh, another thing that bugs me are movies that are just like, this is a throwback to such and such type of horror movie. We're going to add nothing new to it. Life, I am looking squarely in your direction. I really wanted to like life. So did I. I was like, I was so looking forward to that movie, but it was just like, it's a throwback to the 1980s creature features. We're going to add nothing new to the genre. Like, and we're going to have probably the single most telegraphed twist ever in movie history. I think what annoyed me more was the fact that it's like, I want a sequel, but I know I'm never going to get one. And it's like, you have the writers of the Deadpool movies. You have Jake Gyllenhaal. You have Ryan... You have an amazing cast and crew on this movie and it just does nothing beyond the bare minimum i mean when you have ryan reynolds he's just gonna play deadpool these days so and my issues with the movie do not lie with ryan reynolds um it's just it it, it, my (laughs) issues have everything to do with the writing like this didn't and it kind of goes sort of hand in hand with what zach said earlier it just didn't commit to anything like it was like and i committed to all right this is a throwback but it's like we've all seen these movies that give us something pg new. one right life i think life was r was it I believe it is r yeah 
I could see it being a PG movie. I think I think this one person's uh, review on on, uh, on Rotten Tomatoes says it all. This uh, this movie was given uh, the wrong single word title. It should have been called Amateurs. <laughs> oh, dude. You know what? <laughs> Good for you. <laughs> oh, and Rebecca Ferguson was in it. I don't want to be a dick, but yeah. She played uh, Rose in Doctor Sleep. Oh. Oh, yeah. Oh, very nice. That was a great movie. She was great in that movie. Oh, yeah, that was a great movie. You know what? Actually, now that I think about it, shark movies could go on my uh, first example. A lot of them. Especially, like, Meg. And Yeah, Meg was something else. Fucking and then, 60 Feet Under, or whatever the fuck it's called. Finally, I don't have a category. I don't know why this is in my notes. It's not attached to any kind of topic. But for some reason, I have the Bye Bye Man in my notes. What the fuck is the Bye Bye Man? Uh, let me bring up the poster for you. On I IMDb. feel like I've heard of that one, but I blocked it out of I my memory because it was sing- so fucking stupid. I don't know a single person that liked that movie. Oh, God, that one. The movie yeah, that came I'm... out when Slender Man was popular, but yeah. they couldn't afford the rights to Slender Man, so they made some shitty knockoff called The Bye Bye Man. It's awful, and I don't know why it's in my notes, but it's in my notes, so I'm mentioning it. Sure. Maybe the shitty knockoffs trope? Maybe. It was a bad movie, I know that for sure. There's two obvious ones that I need to say. Um, unnecessary remakes. Um, and Oh, I, I was considering going to that one. Uh, oh, well, I mean, uh, unnecessary I, remakes. That's not just the horror genre. That's, fair enough. The um, uh, and then the other one I I would say too, and in with unnecessary remakes, you can just go back and look at the that string in yeah. the early two thousands. The um, uh, you know, however, t- t- two re- two remakes I will recommend though mm-hmm. that actually do something interesting with their source material are the two thousand twenty Invisible Man. I did enjoy that, it and the two thousand thirteen Maniac with Elijah Wood. You know, the thing about The Invisible Man, though, was, and I had this discussion with, with Vinny about this, is that it's different than the original. Like, if you really want a remake of the original Invisible Man, watch Hollow Man with Kevin Bacon. That's closer to an actual remake of the original Invisible Man. It was Wasn't a, that a remake, though? Or did they do a remake of the Hollow Man? No, no, no. That was actually a um, a remake. Because I know of there's the Kevin movie. Bacon's Hollow Man. Yeah, correct. But I could have swore that either that movie itself was the remake, or there was a remake of Kevin Bacon's Hollow Man. No. And there were a couple sequels to Hollow Man. Yeah, that might be what I'm thinking. A couple of. sequels. That's a closer remake of the Invisible Man. Of the Invisible Man. Yeah. This the new Invisible Man is a more modern sensibility towards it, and I and I really appreciated it. So. It, it's good because it has something new to say. I know that's obvious, and you've mentioned that before, but... It, again, there's that, and then it was also just a good movie. Yeah, it, you had, yeah, it was. You had decent characters, the gore was there, like, it was fucking brutal at times, which I fucking loved. And and, and the tension was, was really fucking good, like, it was, was cool. it was palpable, like... You know what, though, that's the thing, like, and, and, and that actually, ironically enough, leads me into my other trope, which is fucking undeserved jump scares. They, um, uh, you know, when you totally rely on fucking jump scares, it pisses me off. Because that's not building quality tension in a horror movie. It's just, I don't, it's just a, a, re- a reaction. Like, if somebody, you know, if you just hear loud music, you're gonna jump. It's, it's a 
it's a you know caveman fucking reaction to make sure you don't get you know killed by a predator um, from way way back in the day. That's all it is, and like and you just all you're doing is just producing loud noises to get a reaction out of people. Steve Carell would be proud. It, it's it just, dude. That's what it is, man. It's fucking cheap, man. That's not fair. <laughs> do you do do you, do you really love Lambert? Are you saying that? You're, are you just saying? Are you just listing things off in the office that you claim to love? Funny enough, that's the only that's the only office reference I know. No, that was from that's Anchorman. Oh, was it? Anchorman, oh shit, bro. I'm an idiot. The um uh, the. Uh, so, Brick, you're going to have your golf uh, celebrity golf outing this year? Nope, too many people died last year. <laughs> we had to cancel. The, um, uh, uh, the, all right, uh, all right. So, um, but, but yeah, that's, that's, that's what I would say, though, with, with that. And, and that's actually, funny enough, that's why um, Invisible Man was really good, is because it built phenomenal attention. And for sure, it did have its jump moments, but it earned those jump moments. So I have no problem with jump scares. Um, but only when they're earned, the uh, when you have proper tension going on, uh, you know, and that was a huge thing with the fucking um, uh, Conjuring universe. It was all fucking jump scares. I'm sure the Bye Bye Man was no fucking different either. I don't remember. The, um, <laughs> I, was gonna say, I, I watched Bye Bye Man. Um, so when I was on my second cruise ship, uh, my mother gave me her iPad so I can just download movies off of Netflix. And I downloaded the Bye Bye Man off of Mexican Netflix at the time. Oh, God. American Netflix did not have it at that time. But since we were docked in Mexico, I was able to get Mexican Netflix. So I got the Bye Bye Man. And I was like, you know, I heard this movie is bad. I'm going to check it out. So I checked it out. And you didn't know how bad it was. It was bad. (laughs) It was bad, bad. It helps me get through 90 minutes on the ship. That's about the only good thing I have to say about it. <laughs> Fair enough. The um, oh, and then one <laughs> one other fucking jump scare that is my personal favorite of of awful is the false jump scare when it's you know a character hiding behind a lock a locker that's not an actual threat or the the cat that jumps through the fucking. I was about to say yeah, my it, favorite is the cat. It's the fucking cat that just jumps in the frame and then loud music plays. I'm like I hate all of you. I hate you so much. Because because that was bullshit. The um, uh, so that's my little rant. Then not as quite as impassioned as Zach's A twenty four situation, but nonetheless, it was it, it is something that very much pisses me off. So I think we're about ready to wrap up. Do you have a question of the podcast this week? You know or? what? This one I don't. I think right. I think this one you know this one kind of almost was a question of the podcast. So it kind of covers everything when it comes to that. So I think this is a great time for final thoughts and end it out. Squirrels hate A twenty four. Zach and Squirrels hate A twenty four. Um, the uh, there's a lot of great tropes, but hey, we still love horror movies, even yep. though they're there. Like I said, I, I try not to dwell on things I don't like, so this is actually really difficult. This is a more difficult topic than I thought it was going to be originally, but alas, there were grievances to be made. It's a good therapy session. Yeah. And with that, I hope you enjoyed this week's episode of the Nightmares Podcast. Be sure to check out all of our previous episodes of the Nightmares Podcast, wherever podcasts are available. And also check us out on social media, at Midwest Horror Network, on Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, and... Slasher!
And of course, if you are watching this on YouTube, if you can smash that like button, stab that subscribe, and click that little dingy bell to be notified every time we drop amazing content. And if you are also checking us out on Spotify, press that little follow button to be also be notified every time we have a wonderful podcast on the Nightmares Podcast. The thank you very much. We will see you next time. Bye, everyone.